Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Commander Clash podcast, where we talk all things Commander. And this week, we are going over every target player loses the game card. There's 15 cards, roughly, give or take. Uh, we're going to go through them quickly and figure out, you know, what? how can we break them? Because uh, these cards aren't uh, too popular, and they might need some building around to get it done. So... Uh, no stranger to janky brews. Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive. Mm. How are you doing? Yeah, we're in my wheelhouse today. This is uh, this is kind of against <laughs> the odds stuff. I think I've played most of these cards, so I'm hyped. <laughs> Tomer, Budget Commander, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. I, I love a lot of these cards as well, and it's good to have Seth as uh, the advisor here, knowing how to break them already. <laughs> and Krim, the Asian Avenger, is going to help brainstorm some ideas. What's up? I, I did. I am. I, I wore the shirt for it. Also, I think I've played a lot of these cards in standard. <laughs> <laughs> well, no standard is easier. That's here. one person lose the game. That means you win the game. But in yeah, yeah. you got to do it three times. And I'm Richard, the Codfather. Uh, and we will be going through all the cards uh, in no particular order. So we're just going to probably go alphabetical uh, and then see what's, what's, what's up. Before we get into that, though, today's show is brought to you by Card Conduit, the easiest way to sell your magic cards. Card Conduit lets you skip all the typing, time, and work associated with buy listing. And their curated service lets you send in as many cards as you want with buy list value dollar of $1 or more, and you pay just a 5% service fee. You can use their sorted service where you list and sort your cards and pay only 2%. You'll get a detailed report and fast payment. Once your order is processed, you can get 10% off by heading over to Card Conduit dot com slash mtg goldfish so thank you card conduit for supporting today's show and if you're not aware we have a patreon you can go to patreon.com slash mtg goldfish if you want to support us directly uh you can you can subscribe there we have some cool uh non-magic content for you you can see seth playing Baldur's gate 3 uh with the oh, yeah. four of us absolute <laughs> chaos we totally know what we're doing <laughs> uh so check it out and then you can also support us by liking subscribing sharing uh, that all that's, that also helps us out. So let's get into the list. Uh, first off, we're going to start off with uh, a Lord of the Rings card, Frodo, Soren's Bane. So Frodo is a one mana one two. Uh, you can pay two mana and he becomes a two three lifelinker. If you pay triple black after doing the first ability, he gets an ability that says whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, that player loses the game if the ring has tempted you four or more times this game. Otherwise, the ring tempts you. Four temps and you got to hit someone. <laughs> now, I mean, basically, uh, you just got to make it. A, so play ring tempt you cards. There's a million of them. It's pretty easy to be tempted four times. Uh -huh. And then you need evasion, like unblockable haste, I guess, could theoretically work well in the late game. So I think that's the direction I'd be heading with Frodo. Yeah. And I think it's tempting to put it as a commander, but I think it's much better in the 99. Like you just sand, you sandbag this until your late game. You drop it. You pay the six mana or whatever to turn it into the one-shotter. Give it haste, evasion, smack. It's a lot, but. Yeah. I mean, it's only how six do you mana, kill, right? Yeah, how do you kill Baldur's Gate? Mana, and then you have to attack, and then you have That's like Vorpal Sword, which we'll get to later. But, you know, you just dump, like, six mana into it, smack someone, and then hope everyone leaves you alone to untap and attack again <laughs> twice more. I mean, like, I guess Voltron. Player, Voltron. Yeah. You don't, you don't actually need to Voltron this, right? You just need to touch him. No. <laughs> but I just need but to I, touch him. So you need evasion, and that's it. So Yeah, that's pretty much Voltron. You do. You just... <laughs> Vol Rogue's Passage, that's that's a Voltron. I don't know if there's an easy way to kill the table with this. Is there, like, you could spark double it and get another copy that's not legendary and try to level that up too. I don't know if there's, like, a way you could extra spark combats. double and then myriad it. Like, I guess extra combats might be way simpler than all the things yeah. I'm saying. So if you're sticking with Orzhov, it's hard. You have, like, Helm of the Host to make non-legendary copies, but, like, that's kind of it. But if you go into other colors, like red, you get extra combats. Mm -hmm. Blue, you get all the non-legendary clone effects, so you can yeah. do more if you you put Frodo as the ninety-nine. All right, uh, a defender card, faithful judge. So it's a white card, three mana, four four, defender, flying vigilance. It's a spirit soldier at the beginning of your upkeep. Uh, if faithful judge has two or fewer judgment counters on it, put a judgment counter on it. As long as it has three or more judgment counters on it, it can attack. 
as though it didn't have defender. Okay, useless. That didn't say anything. It has disturb seven, which means you can cast it from your graveyard. It comes back as an aura curse. Enchant player at the beginning of your upkeep. Put a judgment counter on sinner's judgment. Then if there are three or more judgment counters on it, enchanted player loses the game. Uh, if sinner's judgment, we put it in a graveyard from anywhere, exile it. Whew. That's a so we only care about the backside. Right? Yeah, you, so you got to get in your graveyard. Yeah. You yeah. cast it on someone and they got three turns. Three of your turns, so it's your upkeeps uh, to do something about it. So, so okay, I think Tomer. the easiest thing is you just like proliferate, like, and then you wait until your next upkeep. You just add more counters onto it, but like, it's still you still. I think can you do this faster than two turns? Because you have to wait an upkeep yeah. to get a judgment counter on it first, and then you need to proliferate, and then you have to wait another upkeep to actually kill somebody so you can only so, speed it up by one turn proliferate would only speed it up by one yeah i honestly this it's dirty but like extra turns might actually just be a more competitive way to do it <laughs> if you're willing to go down that path this one is it's worth noting not legendary on the backside. so this one you can mirror weave or like copy there's various things that can copy this so you could theoretically get one on each of your opponents and then go for the extra turns or proliferate to speed it up and try to try to kill everyone I feel the extra turns like taint this. You pull off this cool thing <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I chained together three extra turns. You're dead. You're like, okay, cool, bro. You just uh, killed me with extra turns. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is like, oh, uh, it's people see it coming. It's sitting there like counting down. It's so So you, you enchant the black player. Done. <laughs> yeah, no, that doesn't work in 2023. Five years ago, yes. But now black is the best enchantment removal color, Richard. You missed you missed that. Feed the feed the swarm. <laughs> okay. And what about they, what about they, they only class, have feed the swarm? It's not that bad. The yeah. five is the <coughs> common, not, no one can invoke despair. Okay, okay. Instead of extra turns. Instead of extra turns, what if you just stacks out the table? You know, you just static orb or something, and then they can't oh deal anything about it. That's why extra turns. Does your play so, so you extra stack turns them play out. winter orb instead? Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you play this, and then you Armageddon them. Watch yeah, yeah. assault accumulate. Oh, God. Wow. But then how do you ever get the disturbed side if you Armageddon? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're already disturbed by the Armageddon, so you've, you've already uh, okay, accomplished okay, that. Okay, okay, okay. That, this this becomes harder if you're a mono-white or something, because you got to actually get this in your graveyard to disturb back out as well. So that requires casting this and killing it and then disturbing. Uh, so yeah, but it's a cool it's a cool curse kill. Uh, how about an assassin kill? Etrada the Silencer. It's a Demir card. Four mana, three, five. Vampire Assassin can't be blocked. When it deals combat damage to a player, exile target creature that player controls and put a hit counter on it. That player loses his game if they own three or more exiled cards with hit counters on them. God. They're trying to shuffles back into the, the library after after this happens. This is this is very, very easy. Uh I mean, considering that I I've done a lot of this myself already in my my rogues deck. Because not only, so there's other cards from like Baldur's Gate, uh, I forgot, it, Ravenloft Adventurer, which put hit counters. There's other things that put hit counters on stuff, uh, Marie and all of that as well. Uh, and then, yeah, you just kind of get some hit counters on people. You drop this and then you just get it in there and you just swing. And rogues naturally have evasion. So this should have been a rogue all along because it's unblockable anyways. But uh, yeah, like... This is this is such a sweet, such a feel good way to get somebody. Cause you know what? It's a statement. It's very personal. I'm hitting you. <laughs> All right. Like there's there's no there's no like, oh, well, you know, oh, passively, I guess you all died. No, no. One person will die. This goes away. Then you gotta find it again. So this is a statement. Who do I want gone? <laughs> yeah. I think this is the strongest one because you can actually build a, a deck or a good deck around this because like like Krim said, there's two cards that are very good that put hit counters onto uh, exiled creatures. Um, and then you can also do stuff like Ramsey's Overdark. If you kill one person with Fetrata uh, for a loser game trigger, Ramsey's will say you just win the game because you killed well, somebody with uh, an assassin. Does, does Ramsey's deserve a spot here? Does he count? 
on his own. Does that mean it says you win the game? No. Oh, it says you win yeah, the game, not you lose the game. This, okay. This is, this is about disrespecting someone. You don't win <laughs> yeah. the game. You 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 make okay. someone well, explicitly lose the game. The, yeah. Okay. So yeah. ignore Ramses. Then you could, you could do the, yeah. uh, stuff like nano gene conversion. Turn all your creatures into a copy and ignore the legend rule. So you can hit like all three players. Um and potentially take them out if you meet, meet the criteria. The other thing we haven't mentioned is uh, blank bounce ninjutsu, like any way to avoid shuffling this back into your deck. So any any way to like hit someone and there's this weird window that you might not know about if you just started playing magic, like after damage is dealt, but before you get it's out of the combat phase. Combat step. So there's a way you can actually hit someone and then blink it and it'll stay on the battlefield or ninjutsu it back to your hand after it deals damage. It's not going to kill the whole table at once, but uh, the biggest downside of this is it going back to your command zone over and over again and just getting prohibitively expensive. So blinking and bouncing and ninjutsuing it really helps get around that. God, so sweaty, Seth. So sweaty. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you, man. you gotta shuffle it literally into your library and hope the top deck is yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a true Timmy way. <laughs> okay. Angel of Destiny. Five mana white card. It's a 2-6. Angel Cleric. Flying double strike. When a creature you control deals combat damage to a player, you and that player each gain that much life. At the beginning of your end step, if you have at least 15 more life than your starting life total, each player, Angel of Destiny attacked, this turn loses the game. <laughs> so this is actually the top of my bucket list of like how to, how to style on people. I've been waiting for the chance to do this in Commander class. So spoiler Wait. alert, this is what I'm going to try and get on you guys. Phil, um, Phil got us this season. Did, oh, Tomer, everybody though? Was it, was it has a convoluted, a convoluted plan to kill the whole table. Not just, no. not just one. No, person. you don't just kill one person. Yeah, we know. So the idea, you know, the idea of Angel of Destiny, is you could actually. There's a bunch of blue spells that say each other creature becomes a copy of target creature until end of turn. So you could turn all your creatures into Angel of Destiny. Uh, swing in there and uh, then take everybody else on the end step. So the best one is Mirror Weave, four mana, instant speed. So you could do this after, you could do this after Declare Blockers. You could even do this on the second main phase because it doesn't even care if it was an angel when it attacked. Um, you could do this, I guess, as a, a little bit of surprise. And then they all turn into an angel of destiny until end of turn. And then you move to end step and all everybody who was attacked, if you're above 15 life, uh, are, are dead. It's just like, so stylish. I love it. <laughs> that is pretty sweet. I I did want to point out, this isn't actually like how to win the game, but it's how not to punt trying to win the game with this. But like, it doesn't work with stuff like Myriad because it specifically cares about the creature being declared as an attacker. So anything that puts a copy into play like tapped and attacking, not actually gonna not actually gonna do what you want with this one. So I think Tomer's plan is actually it also good. has to be it also has to be alive during the end. If it dies in combat or yeah, post combat main phase, then you would you would not get the win. But really, and also gain life, I guess. Although it kind of covers that itself. If you have a big enough board, you can kind of do it just with its ability. But I think that kind of like Felidir Sovereign or something like a life gain finisher haste also kind of good. Not as good at killing everyone, but good to sneak in and you know one shot someone with like Ingreaves or whatever. Yeah, th mm -hmm. this card is overshadowed by all the Felidir Sovereigns that White has. So White has many cards where you do literally nothing because they're made for 20 life. <laughs> uh, so if you start above 20 life, you win the game on your upkeep. So this is theoretically faster because it's an end keep trigger, but you have to go through the hassle of gaining the life and like smacking everyone. Whereas Felidir Sovereign, you just exist and get to your upkeep and you win so i feel angel of destiny's got done dirty by like these old cards that really shouldn't be in the format because they weren't designed to be in the format but yeah it's an interesting dynamic that you can secret rendezvous life totals with someone <laughs> like you can play yeah. this and the both of you no. just like just like agree to to just gain life and, and let it live and do whatever so it, there's some cool dynamics with this card i, I like it you also get extra combats can kill extra people too. So yeah, that's fun. Uh, we got a blue sphinx. Uh, at atemsis, 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 all seeing, atemsis, atemsis, something all seeing sphinx. <laughs> Six mana, triple blue in the cost. Uh, four or five. It's a legendary sphinx flying. Three mana tap. Draw two cards. Discard a card. 
Uh, when it deals damage to an opponent, you may reveal your hand. If cards with at least six different converted mana costs are revealed this way, that player loses the game. This is what our worst I ones. Mean, I'm you need six. You, you need. You need. You need. You need hard. Grip full. This. This is hard. I. So you need oh, a hard. Yeah. Well, you yeah. Need, this is super hard. So you need a ton of cards. Lands will only count as yeah. one, no matter how many lands you have. Yeah. You'd have twenty lands. Are all going to count as one? So you're going to need probably like you need a probably to build your deck around it to some extent with different mana values. Don't don't draw say it. Don't say it. Yep. Okay. There it is. Just I mean, draw yeah, cards. you gotta draw a lot, a lot of cards. And then you, you gotta draw a lot, a lot of cards. Of, you gotta hit someone. Put down you. your put down your reliquary tower, put down your thought vessel, and then you if you pull up your you pull up your big boy pants and you see Seagate Restoration for 15 extra cards. And then you go, <laughs> you're like, like Here's there, my there's hand. a world where you have like 12 cards in hand and you cannot beat. The, the mana cost requirements for this, right? Like you need a, more a, cards. <laughs> you need a big curve. I think you you fill your deck with all of the MDFCs possible so that your lands count towards mana well, values. Yeah. You play like basically six drop tribal style cards where they're like eight mana or something, but in reality they they're they're only two to use or they have channel abilities or something like that. So that you can mm. get like the maximum number of mana values while still having mm. A respectable curve, right? Because if you have like a real commander curve, like I don't think you can even hit this. Like I don't know that you even have mana values if you have a normal curve. I mean, it can't also, be that hard to do. Also, oh, it's so hard. This is one of the. I don't think I've ever won with this. I think I've won with every other card that we're going to talk about today. This one I've never won a game with, and I'm against the odds guy. Like split cards also help, right? Because they're the combined mana value. So like commit to memory is a 10. So I would I would try to like play as much of that stuff as possible. But even if you do it, like you need to have probably 20 plus cards in hand. Then you need to actually hit someone with this. This isn't like the angel yep. where you just have to attack someone. Like a 1-1 one, one flying spirit token just ruins your day. So you need to like give it evasion. You need to keep it on the battlefield. There's a lot of steps to this one. This is like super hard mode. Yeah, like it, okay, once you start attacking accepted. people, people will know that like okay, for some odd reason you're attacking, <laughs> that means you must have it, right? Yeah. So, like, well, yeah, with a grip full of cards, you have seven. You have say you have ten cards in hand. They're all two drops. You're like, oh my god, this thing is on the battlefield. We gotta <laughs> kill him. That's probably six cards. We're gonna die. You're like, I'm actually holding uh, all lands. Like, people get scared. I think the blue mass bounce helps you too. Uh, like you bounce all your creatures or all your mana rocks or whatever back to hand as a as a pseudo card draw and like filling up your stuff. So yeah, there's a lot of different strategies. I'd like to maybe, maybe try we, this. It we need eight, so difficult. Eight misses week. We all we all build an eight <laughs> misses deck and go for it. See wins. Wait, as the general or in the ninety nine. <laughs> I don't know, but it doesn't seem like any of them is significantly easier. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess that's fair. It doesn't change. I think thing, if but... everybody's a Tomb Seas, though, then it's not as difficult to do it because you're, there's not just a one Tomb Seas player being like, oh no, what could you're, he have? You're sooner he have to, to win. just die from the commander damage than you actually put some swords on this and just win with commander damage. That's what <laughs> you just like imperial armor it. Yeah, and you hit somebody for 20. <laughs> there was an episode where Seth was going to win with what? Hedron alignment in <laughs> commander. And Hedron alignment yeah. requires you to have like a, a copy of it in like almost every zone. And we're like, oh, how is he going to do this in commander? Like, how are you going to get copies? It's a singleton format. And his strategy was just animate it, sort it up, and like, <laughs> yeah. Voltron, Voltron. <laughs> I mean, so you can win with this commander. Just uh, throw some equipment on it. Give it, give it back to hit people. Uh, okay, this is probably the most popular card uh, that everyone's seen. Uh, Phage the Untouchable. Uh, seven mana, black, 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 black. Four black pips in there. Four, four, Avatar Minion. When it ETBs, if you didn't cast it from your hand, you lose the game. Uh, we don't care about that one. It doesn't count if you accidentally kill yourself. Uh, when Phage deals combat damage to a creature, destroy that creature. It can't be regenerated. And then when Phage deals combat damage to a player, that player loses the game. I mean, I think so. This page kills showed off. Clash, right? Yeah, we, there's like this. Yeah. This has got so many, so many kills uh, throughout Clash and through pr so many tables. But like this card, this is just. I'm sorry. This speaks to my inner Timmy, right? This <laughs> is the 
the coolest card as a kid. So I, I, I love this. And, you know, there's tons of ways you could torpor orb. Uh, you could, <laughs> you can definitely torpor orb. And I think that's one of the main ways to do it. So you can sneak it into play, uh, maybe try to immediately get boots on it and then just swing. So mm-hmm. Torp Orb is good uh, if you I, want to win by attacking. I think it's easier to not Torp Orb sometimes because the easiest way to kill the table is make your opponents get the ETB trigger, which I think that was my commander clash kill was Fractured Identity. Like, get Phage on the battlefield mm-hmm. by, like, finding a way to put it from your command zone in your hand or playing in the 99. And then if Fractured Identity, everyone else is going to get a copy. Their copy was not cast from hand, so they just lose the game on the spot to the ETB trigger. Endless Whispers does something similar. Like, if a creature dies... It comes back into play under an opponent's control. Only gets one person, but... So I think that's the easiest way to kill the table, honestly. I think Fractured Identity was was the is the most optimized way to kill the entire table. Because, like, you, you had both in the 99. You played Phage. Uh, Fractured Identity, you exiled it, and then everybody got a copy of it, and that, yeah. boom, Oops. dead. You're all dead. Yeah, but, I actually felt bad. Like, it was Just the classic, easy. like, Rogue's Passage or That's something. That's too sweaty. That's too sweaty. <laughs> yeah. You gotta just target one player, and that player, like, just hit you for, like, two damage earlier than <laughs> yeah. you. You're yeah. super bad at them yeah. for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, you I've... get the vision, you rumble, and you're like, I choose you, and you smack them. <laughs> I have it in my Selenia deck just as an extra just fun card because I've killed somebody randomly with it. But I do love it when everybody has it as a commander because nine times out of ten, you actually just kill yourself. Yeah. Like you have Torpor Orb, you go to cast your commander, and then somebody blows up the Torpor Orb and you die. I, we've seen that before. Yeah. One yep. commander died too, but it's amazing. Yep. So it's always a fun time in the command zone, no matter Not what even, happens. You, you can't even feel bad for trying it and someone gets you with it because it's like, well, it's you know. It's the whole point. It's the whole point of the, of the, the commander. The yeah all right uh those are all the creatures so next we have uh planeswalkers we got three vraskas two golgari vraskas and a black vraska and they all do stuff but their ultimate is essentially make one one assassin creature tokens that when they hit someone that player loses the game so like fate except for the big one the big, the big one, one is until end of turn, your creatures have death touch when they deal damage. So it's a game. Yeah. Yes, I mean, so it doesn't make creatures, but you still got to Don't get hit by Vraska's yeah. little minions. <laughs> yeah, don't get hit by Vraska's creatures, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I guess you got to ultimate it first, right? So that leads you, got, you, you got, Yeah, the, yeah, doubling season. The doubling you season. Do the unheard of combo of doubling season your planeswalkers. Yeah. But that is... It's like hard mode there, though, because there's a lot of Planeswalkers. If you ultimate, you probably just win with their ultimate. Even if you ultimate this, you get creatures that you then have to, like, give haste to and hit someone with. So even in that context, it's like hard mode doubling season win, I think. But I guess that's what you do, right? Haste evasion, doubling season, throw all that stuff together and hope for the best. But that's the whole point. Got a style on them. Flexing the Vraska I mean, flex. Doubling season I do, I, a Planeswalker like, ultimate. Like boring. Double season yeah. a Planeswalker ultimate and then hitting you one ones to win the game. It is so style. There's ever a reason for Armageddon. This is it. <laughs> oh my <laughs> Richard, god. Every like, win con is Armageddon. You can't, you can't do Armageddon. Everybody. So no one can touch your Planeswalkers. <laughs> and then you just plus, plus, <laughs> minus. Like, oh, you still haven't drawn a land? You still haven't drawn a land? Assassin coming in. Like... I'm surprised you didn't. That wasn't your answer to all of these. Like, attempts. It, oh, it's so hard to get a bunch yeah. of cards in hand. Yeah. And then it hits somebody. Well, you are forgetting. Yeah. You take all the time you need. <laughs> I mean, all of these cards require to do something and then wait a turn cycle or something to get back to you. Yeah. Uh, this one's even harder because if you do it the, the fair way, it's like plus, plus, plus ultimate attack. It's like four turns or something ridiculous for you to actually do it. So, no. okay, okay. Armageddon's too rough, so you just stack them. You win her. You win her or <laughs> block out everyone. <laughs> take extra turns. Take extra turns. Yeah, we got it. We, we cracked it. Okay. This one, I, I'm sure Krim doesn't know. Uh, Nickel Bolas, Dragon God. Blue, black, 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 red. So, uh, that's five mana in Grixis. Four loyalty. Uh, Nicol Bolas has all the loyalty abilities of other Planeswalkers on the battlefield. And then plus one, you draw a card. Each opponent exiles a card from their hand or a permanent they control. Minus three, destroy a creature of Planeswalker. Minus eight, 
Each opponent who doesn't have a legendary creature or planeswalker loses the game. Ah, uh, yeah. How many nickel uh, bonus wins have yeah. you racked up over the years? Yo, so <laughs> many. Like, oh my god, through standard, I got through some crazy tournaments with this de- kind of deck too. So naturally, you know, you just elder spell, right? That's pretty much Splinter Twin. You elder <laughs> spell with it. You play a bunch of your own planeswalkers if you have to. Pop them all. Get all those counters on bolus, then just immediately win that way. This is this is such very flavorful. Hard to win with. I'm curious, Grim. Like, is there any worry about your opponents having legendary creatures or planeswalkers? With like, how many legends are like? Does that go into the deck building of this? Are you like, I gotta play more removal because I gotta make sure, or do you just trust that like it's gonna work out naturally once you get to that point? I just trust that it works out naturally. And usually it does. Like, I I think I got this on Clash also relatively recently. Not like maybe last season. Uh, I think you killed me with it. I think you killed killed me with it. Like two people. I picked off hmm. two people with it, right? Because you're, you're all, let's not lie. You're in Grixis. You're in the colors where nothing's going to stay, right? You're able to pick stuff off pretty easily, just like without having to do anything outside of your normal game plan. Uh, and on top of that, like, yeah, like that, I think that this is the, it's never really a concern because you, you'll at least eliminate two people, maybe one person. Sure. It might feel bad for that one person, but then you go to work on the rest of the table. If you really want the flavor win, I think you, have Nicole Bolas and Veraska and use Veraska's ultimate with your Nicole Bolas to make assassins and win that way. That's that's the real way to win with Nicole <laughs> Bolas, yeah. Oh. Right. <laughs> this one this one is like pretty legit too. Like if you do get if you do double the tokens or d- like elder spell or whatever, and then you wipe the board, most people are not gonna have planeswalkers on their side of the battlefield. So yeah. if you wipe the board of creatures, you could just ultimately I think that's how I died from that. It was feels like a board wipe and then Boom. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Like the, then on top of that, like his passive alone, just like if you have other Nico Bolas, Nico Bolai, I don't know, their 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 plus <laughs> abilities uh, like will plus usually three. get this get this all. Oh, that's like, right. Real you, you fast. can use someone's plus two. Do we have a plus three? What's the biggest plus available? Eight, I think there's a plus bullets. three. Karn is a plus. Karn three is now. plus four. Right? Oh yeah, Karn is plus three. Yeah, Karn is plus four. You, you just like you don't have to work that hard to get this W just from that passive alone. Uh, and if you're in a super friends deck, if you can just even get it to a plus two, that's like not too long, right? Okay, maybe it isn't commander, but like you do want to be able to just go and copy like Karn's abilities or again any of the other bolus abilities. Like that'll just expedite your way there. God, I just imagine the salt of you just plussing with Oko or something, and then all your legendary creatures become elks, and then you die to the alt of it. Those are our uh. planeswalkers. Moving on to artifacts, we have Vorpal Sword, a very popular equipment. So it's a single black, it's an equipment. Uh, equipped creature gets plus two, plus zero. And has death touch. You can pay uh, triple black and five. So eight mana until end of turn. Uh, it gains whenever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player. That player loses the game. Uh, double black to equip. So the, the surprise gotcha is 11 mana. Where you play <laughs> Vorpal Sword. You pay two to equip. You pay eight to activate. And then you hit someone out of left field. So I think Ultron. this card is basically like... If you think Torment of Hailfire is too sweaty in your mono black coffers deck, then you go for this. You know, you like you hold on to it. You wait until you have eleven mana with your Cabal Coffers and whatever mana doubling you've got, and then you have a random evasive creature. It could be like a what's like the worst imp? There's like cackling imp or something like that. You run that chimney imp, yeah, and then you, you yeah chimney imp. You put chimney imp on the battlefield. You spend eleven mana. Cast Vorpal Sword, equip it, activate it, hit somebody with the chimney up. That's that's my ideal game plan. I mean, isn't this just a good Stop. card? Like, if you, like you don't got to do that much, right? Like, you have an evasive creature and a bunch of mana, and you kill someone. It's eight mana, though. I mean, it's a lot of mana, but they die. They're actually like straight up so- lose the game. It's <laughs> not like yeah, they take a little damage or something. It just gets them. You're in. You're in black. So and any deck, so I, I have put this in like five color decks because I don't care, right? Because if I if I have black, oh, I have coffers and Orborg. <laughs> <laughs> so like it's not that big of a deal. Uh, it's actually just not that bad of equipment. Like one man equipment, 
uh, three mana. It's like plus two plus zero in death touch. It's like actually not that bad. I know this card is played a lot because every time I look at decks on EDH rack or something, like this thing always <laughs> just pops up for no reason. Like it's not on theme. It's like nothing. It's just like, I don't know. It's just put in here as a backup win con. Uh, so yeah, I... Like any other color, this would be bad, but because you're in black, you ha you always have the coffers Orborg out, so yeah. so that fixes everything. So it's a free roll, right? It's a free roll. I I yeah I. It's this is still so hard to win. Okay, oh. yeah, I'm not I'm not no. on. Do you play Torvid or Meyer? You play the sweaty cards. You play. Uh... I mean, it depends on your deck a little bit. Right? You need a lot of creatures. Like, if you're not playing many creatures, this is gonna get a lot worse. And preferably some evasive creatures because you need to hit someone with it. So I think it depends, like, on what style of deck you're building. But I think this is like a legit. And it like the value of these cards is they get around like infinite life combos or like life gain. Like it's kind of like commander damage in that sense. Like, even if your opponent does something really ridiculous. This can still just take them out in one shot by surprise. So I think that's like the main value. So so this is mm. the last of our hit someone with combat damage win the game. So Vorpal Sword, Raska Assassins, Phage, uh, Angels, mm. I guess Ad Adamses. Like all these like we have like, one more actually. Rank them. Is there? We have we have We have one more. The the next the next artifact, actually. So maybe we should do that one. On the oh, rank. but yeah, that's on the artifact. Okay, okay. I was, I was, we're gonna rank how hard yeah. they are. But uh, Strixhaven oh. Stadium, uh, three mana mana rock, tap to add colorless. Put a point counter on it. Uh, whenever a creature deals combat damage to you, remove a point counter. When a creature you control deals combat damage to an opponent, put a point counter on Strixhaven Stadium. And then if it has ten or more point counters on it, remove them all, and that player loses the game. So this this the win con is on the artifact, so any creatures can trigger this. This card is bully ball, like actually bully ball, right? Like I I I love I love this card. It, I, What's bully ball? I mean, like I like I guess that's something that it's a it's a sport term. I guess if you if you're into sports ball, oh. Uh, oh. but like what, what but sport like, is this from, Crib? Basketball? Is there ice? Basketball? Is there a puck? If not, I, I mean, don't like understand. yeah. You're just playing bully ball here, and I I like to call it that just because you're playing a sport through Strixhaven Stadium. I do think <laughs> it's this Quidditch. Is, this is this yeah. is definitely a rip off. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> you mean nondescript, weird, like like sport that looks like that, maybe? But like, yeah, like I I I think this this card is probably one of the most fun and one of the most easy ways to go you go wide so you're fighting for the board right and like yeah. you, if you're a go wide deck how are they going to pressure you right you're the one that is going wide so you probably have a really wide board here and plus there's a chance there's a timeline where some people like maybe like you could politic it to where they you could just hit someone to get someone to like get you to build up counters and then you specifically go for someone else after when you have the loyalty that has counters. never worked in the history of <laughs> dude <laughs> dude i've been stadiums from from a similar line you, I think, no like, one trusts that right because at any moment you can turn on them so like this like oh yeah mm. let me build up the counters and i'll take on this person <laughs> It's worked. It's worked know. before. <laughs> I, I think this is one of the easiest. Uh, you you somebody loses the game because you could just put it into any go wide deck, and oh, you no. can just if you're afraid that it's going to draw aggro, you just play it before you swing for ten or whatever. Oh my god, no, no, no. Bad. I used to I think, think that. I used to think that. No, it gets you murdered. You get this is the three mana mana rock that says you lose the game if you play this on turn three. That's what I learned pretty quickly. Don't play it on turn three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's not a mana rock. So people think it's a mana rock, but if you play it as a three mana mana rock, you start getting hit mercilessly so it's actually just a three mana win con you need nine creatures right because this can tap to add a counter so if you want an alpha strike one like you know how hard that is like nine creatures going through and hitting someone like and like okay. you probably won the game already if you've done that right so this is yeah. hard and if you try to do it the fair way everyone murders you like i i've played this card so many times and it is very very difficult to get going it's not as easy as you think you're like oh yeah i'll just like get a couple attacks in and, like playing birds they're all evasive who's gonna block i got like all two men of one one who's actually gonna be ahead of me it, it never works it's so difficult yeah people are it's like so oh you difficult. get you get like two counters on it people are like oh no there's a counter we better we better hit him like it's <laughs> like people freak out about this card yeah I, I do like that it rewards going wide every other creature damage payoff we've talked about 
is more or less a go tall card. Like make this one thing hit your opponent. Like go you're, yeah, go evasive. Make this one thing hit you, and your your reward is killing them. It is cool that this is opposite. This is like make a ton of little things. But I do wonder, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Coat of Arms, Beastmaster's Ascension. Like, is this just like? A hard mode version of that, like a worse version of that sometimes. Triumph of the Hordes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm with Chrome. Uh, I think it's a little bit easier than you guys give it credit for. Like if you're if you're the go wide deck and you're especially if you're especially going tokens, like if you're like, oh no, my one one birds, I can't let any of them die to chump blocks. Like, okay, fine, it's worse there. But if I'm like sacrilings or something like that, I have a lot of sack fodder. I can chump block. You're, yeah. like, you're gonna have the biggest. You're gonna have the biggest board presence. You're going. We've never token. had a stadium win on Clash, right? We we've had people die at a stadium. Yes, no, I've died to, to the stadium. stadium. I think somebody I've definitely died to stadium. I've definitely yeah. died to Crim Stadium. Ooh, Ooh. I don't yes. remember this that. One. I don't okay. remember that. Okay. Maybe it is. I remember easy. this. It's not that I have hard. Board it, of, it was of yeah. times a crim killed me, and I just put a little check mark every single time with a note. <laughs> so, so of these, you have a very to large one. You'll to ruin kill. the day. Like, what, what, what do you think are the easiest ones? Like, you have the straight mana investment of eleven for Vorpal Sword. You have Phage, which is seven mana, but you need to torpor orb and not die to it. And then you have like Planeswalkers that you need to ultimate. Before getting creatures and then untap and attack with them, like what do you think? And then Frodo's also kind of like Vorpal Sword is just a huge mana sink and then hit someone. Uh, I I think I think like uh, of the the connect right hit your opponents. Yeah, mm. yeah. I combat. I damage. think I think Vorpal Sword and Phage are 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 like probably like the easiest at the top, and then it goes Strixhaven Stadium. Uh, and then, uh, like, I would say it's like, actually, Angel of Destiny, Phage, Vor Vorpal Sword. Those are like the easiest and they share the top tier and then it goes Strixhaven. Yeah, I would say Vorpal Sword is that. the easiest. So, yeah, my list would probably be similar, except I think Strixhaven Stadium would be in the lower tier for me. I wouldn't put that in the next tier. But I think Vorpal Sword would be the easiest, and Eatmasis, or whatever we're calling the Big Sphinx thing, is probably the hardest. Because even if you do it, you still have to have all these other conditions met to actually win the game with it. What about what about Atrada though? Like I feel like if there's an Atrada in the command zone, I'm scared, like legitimately scared that I'm going to die very quickly. Is that not justified? You need other creatures. So I, I think Vorpal Sword is the easiest because the condition is mana. All of these other win cons need other stuff. Like, you know, uh the Sphinx needs cards in hand, your planeswalkers need something to get their loyalty up. Uh, but everyone makes tons of mana. And you're ramping anyway, and you have access to all this mana. So I think just straight mana is the easiest you win the game. Uh, or someone loses the game. Rather than, I need mana and two to three combo pieces and, and something else, right? So, yeah, I think Vorpal Sword wins here. But we've never had a Vorpal Sword kill, have we? No, I think Phil killed some of the Vorpal I feel like we've or seen. Maybe I killed someone. Well, I, yeah. we've, I think we've, we've seen one kill with Vorpal Sword. Lots of people have uh, <laughs> been added to the list. I mean, I, I play a lot of Vorpal Sword. It's very rare to get someone with it, mm -hmm. though. <laughs> what about, yeah, I, I, I think, honestly, Angel of Destiny, I don't think we've we've seen it, like a full table clear of it, but like someone has died to it before. All you yep. have to do, like if you're in a life gain yep. deck, it's pretty easy to get above 15 life, and then you just have to hit somebody. You know, like you don't even actually you have, have to, to protect them, right? the angel. You just, to it has to you just gotta survive combat. You have to attack them, so you <laughs> yeah. have to make sure your angel lives. Um, I think I don't know. I think okay. that seems pretty easy in a life gain deck. Yeah. Atrata gets bonus points if it's your commander, I would say. Like, if in the 99, I think it's one of the hardest ones. In the, As your commander, if you build around it, though, it gets a lot easier. So here is another very popular, maybe boomer card at this point. Uh, door to Nothingness, five mana artifact. It enters the battlefield tapped. Double Wooberg, so 10 mana, two of every color. Tap it, sacrifice it, target player loses the game. I know I said anything with mana in it is easy, but okay, this is this is okay. This one's hard. Two of every color. <laughs> this one needs a little finesse. It's it's easy with only one specific card, I would say, and that is Ramos Dragon Engine. It's a pretty popular five color commander. 
Um, it says whenever you cast a spell, you put a plus one, plus one counter on it for each of that spell's colors. So if you cast like a three color spell, you put three counters on it. And then you can remove five plus one, plus one counters from Ramos and you add double Wooburg, which is the exact cost to <laughs> activate door to nothingness. And getting five counters on Ramos is actually pretty easy. Uh, getting Ramos a stick because he's like a high high big target is another thing but like you could just remove four five counters on ramos and you have the mana to activate door to nothingness so that's not too bad i would say more important than ramos and the mana is actually the fact this comes into play tapped i think amulet of vigor might be the most important (laughs) card because this is just like if you can't untap this it is a huge like nuke waiting on the battlefield that's saying like kill me or kill this or someone's gonna die and i don't know if people trust the politicking of like oh no it won't be you so especially because this does work with things that can copy triggered abilities any any of those shenanigans can like double up that trigger because it's target player so so yeah i think you really need to be able to untap this somehow along with doing like the ramos mana or some sort of big mana plan but i think you need both those things there's so many easy ways to untap artifacts though like we'll take key yeah uh oh, that's just another was it unwinding clock indeed. like there's like so many different cards that people use to abuse mana rocks yep uh so you you, know, you use it to abuse your soul ring and stuff like that and then it just helps you combo with door to nothingness uh have you 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 have a lucky charm stack tomer do you play door to nothingness in here have you gotten the door kill of course. on someone of course, <laughs> of course. yeah no of course, of course. Obviously, like, <laughs> didn't our editor or helper Neotuk like wreck everyone last Vegas with a door to nothingness deck? Like he has a full on, I'm pretty sure he has like a full on door to nothingness deck where that's like the whole goal is killing everyone at once with it. So I don't know. Do you, you copy the triggers? Do you reanimate the door? How do you get multiple kills with a single door? I think it was all of those things, but copying the triggers from what I remember was the main plan. Yeah. To, Seth, do you remember the most miserable commander deck I ever played, which was you did this to yourself, where I was I I my I donated the door nothingness to everybody. I mind slavered them and then I forced them to door to nothingness themselves. <laughs> I that sounds awesome. I what, what's, what's miserable? How, wait, how do they get the how do they get the mana though? How does everyone get the Very mana to, slowly. To, to, to door to nothingness themselves? I, I played Child of Alara and I basically locked the table yep. up playing the oh, game so God. I could set up the whole thing. It was the worst. <laughs> it took like a long time. I think I blocked that game cool out of idea. my memory. Yeah. It is a cool idea, not as much Everybody fun to play against. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, so we, we said, uh, Adam Sis was the hardest one. I think this next card is my vote for the hardest one. The deck yeah. of many things, five mana, legendary <laughs> artifact, two mana tap, roll a D 20 and subtract the number of cards in your hand. If the result is zero or less, discard your hand, uh, <laughs> one to nine, uh, return a card at random from your graveyard to your hand, 10 to 19, draw two cards. 20, put a creature card from any graveyard onto the battlefield under your control. When that creature dies, its owner loses the game. So what Mm -hmm. you need to do is be empty-handed, have this on the battlefield, roll a 20, (laughs) and then kill... So an opponent has to have a creature as well, and then kill in the graveyard, and then you kill that creature... And, they uh-huh. lose the game. and you kill one person. Uh-huh. Yeah, that gets the. Gets you kill Seth, had, have you pulled this off yet? Wrong against the odds? Uh, nope. I, I've played this many times, but I have not actually. I don't think I've actually killed anyone with the with the twenty. You know, I I don't think I have. I know Phil Jeez. did once in some like super cheaty mode. Like I had Paradox Engine, so I just activated infinite times, and sooner yes. or later it'll work. Like if you do that, like you're gonna do it. But that's not your own broke Paradox Engine. Like yeah, 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 you got it. Like very good. <laughs> like you figured it out. But this card is like yeah, you could like Isochron. Yeah, you could do Isochron Scepter and Dramatic Reversal and a bunch of mana rocks, and you'll do it. You'll get this done. It'll like, happen eventually. Like, non infinite it until this it happens. Is, yeah, yeah. What is the what is the best non infinite way of breaking this? Do you have to just like a bunch of cards to say like if you reroll dice, you get to reroll twice, and that increases your odds a little bit each time. Isn't I don't think there's, though? Though? <laughs> there's nothing that changes the results of die rolls, and uh, that isn't acorned, right? I was trying to find a card that like no, let there's you, a couple. Are there that actually like let you add numbers to to your die roll? No. No, they you 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 roll two and you take the highest results. Okay. There's like barbarian class. Yeah. There's like will. 
there's a, like a like a fairy i believe there's a fairy that does the same yeah. thing so if you have a if you have a lot of them but there's nothing that's you like, have a lot of chance if you roll a dice add one to it or two to it or something so you do still have to be yeah. empty-handed so you still gotta be empty-handed and then yeah, you just roll more okay yeah, there's. I, oh, I'm surprised I, we don't have any of those uh, crit reduction things from from D and D, where like, yeah, you roll a 19, you get the crit, or you roll, you stack them up. I'm surprised we didn't get those effects. But I think everything you guys are laying out is cheaty. You <laughs> might as well just paradox engine if you do that, right? The real <laughs> trick I think to this card is figure out how to get the first That's cheaty. <laughs> the first two That's modes cheaty. to be good. Like, you, you make sure this is a card you want to play in your deck and that the abilities are relevant, and then you nat 20 someone and get them out of nowhere. <laughs> like, I think that is the fun way to play this card, because if you're going to sit there and double die roll and stuff, you might as well just Paradox Engine and go infinite and kill someone. Like, it's, what? it's, oh, it's funny if I'm like, I'm trying to loot or divination, and oh, 20? You're dead. Sorry, friend. Like, the... the <laughs> the nat 20 dialogue kill like, that's what i want <laughs> like I, I want the 20 out of nowhere and then krim dies and you're like oh sorry krim <laughs> not I, this like i assemble this eight card combo which could have been literally anything else and then you lose like it's like eh. but it's so much uh, I, I, it's a spectrum between paradox engine and running an extra some other extra die roll cards it's, it's i like think there's, infinite there's turns. somewhere Let's along the line infinite turns, you could deck of many things every turn oh my god <laughs> i i don't know though because, like yeah i get like i would agree the ice crowns after a paradox <laughs> engine is pretty cheaty but isn't that like saying like oh like uh, fractured identity on phage is cheaty because you need to be attacking with it and well you can't put any evasive equipment on it because that's cheaty you need to be able to get through that attack naturally like how far down that path do you go <laughs> you need to kill every uh, single unique one usage of that card <laughs> you need to kill every single one of your opponent's blockers in combat with phage and then you're allowed to kill them once they have I, no more blockers i do w like would you ever play this card without trying to kill someone with it like there, is there I, any world where this is like some value engine I, you use it i still play this card in a reasonable number of decks just for value like in the back of my mind i always have the hope that like one day i'm just gonna like get the high roll and it's gonna be such a great story but like in decks that can't recur things easily this is really bad recursion because it's random but it does like i don't know draw two is not bad recur something from the graveyard's not bad so i do play it sometimes just for like for fun because i like it if you're a dice roll deck, you might as well I'm, put I'm going to put this right? in every deck just for... Uh, okay, Baldur's Gate 3 segue. <laughs> I don't know what's happening to me. I went into some tavern. There was this big boss guy. And then I did intimidate on him with my barbarian. I rolled a nat 20. And he just exploded and gave me all his loot and XP. And I'm wow. like, I'm not sure what exactly happened. <laughs> or if that was like because it was the 20 or that was supposed to happen. But I was super impressed. <laughs> so I want to put wait, this wait. in my deck. And I'm like, I want to divinate. <laughs> and then Tomer just blows up. And I'm like, thank you. I'm are you still playing the same character or you started a new character? We can't play the same character, right? Because that character is locked to multiplayer. But Okay. Yeah, it, so, so it's a new one. But I, I was barbarian. More, right? I was barbarian, but I, I I I love that like I'm just here to draw two cards, but I roll the twenty and you're dead. <laughs> like I just really that appeals to me. So I'm gonna pull a set and pretend this card is good, put it <laughs> yes, in every deck. Do it. <laughs> and then force it until we get that nat twenty. <laughs> You will that, occasionally that discard your hand at very inopportune times. I will warn you. <laughs> I, I've been I've on that this. end of you it. You convinced me to play this, <laughs> and I discarded my hand. I had like <laughs> I had like five cards or something. Like, there's no way, right? And then I discarded my hand. And I'm like, Seth, why did you make me play this card? Deck of many things. That's that's how it goes. <laughs> that's the price to okay. harness its power. And then now we get to the uh the secret tech against black decks, enchantments. Uh Hitetsugu consumes all uh it does a lot of things it's a three mana saga uh the first chapter is destroy each non-land permanent with mana value one or less uh part two is exile all graveyards part three exile the saga return it to the battlefield transformed the backside is an ogre shaman that's an enchantment creature it's trample uh, when it deals damage, put a plus one, plus one counter on it and then when it deals damage to a player if it has dealt 10 or more damage to that player this turn they lose the game. So if you kill them, okay. it kills them. Like, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like if you deal almost lethal damage. I mean, it makes more sense because it's commander. They're at 40. Yeah. So dealing 10 and then killing them. It's like pseudo it's also commander not combat damage. damage. 
It's True. small combat damage, so like you but could like Chandra's ignition. The vessel has to deal the if, damage. Yeah, it yeah. Has yeah. Dealt but like if you do like Chandra's ignition or something game. like that, you could. Is this card like? I I did not know this card existed, but it looks kind of good. Almost like it does, it does a lot of good things. It seems all. modern play. Like yeah, it's a it gets rid of like fall there, rings yeah. and treasures and exiles graveyards, and then it's just like a big thing that you could like start like pinging okay, people I mean, it's with. A three three I, trample. It's the <laughs> you gotta hit I a couple always, times. Yeah, but it doesn't pay. need to deal combat damage. You could just chill and you could just do things to it so it deals damage to people. Is that not cool? I mean, if I you like build those. around, I always think it looks good. Yeah, it's just always this hundred and first card. I always trim it. It's just too slow. Uh, and like, yeah, like the exile all graveyards is is like nice. But like, I, I don't know. I, this this card, it requires a lot. This is yeah. this is over like a bunch of turns because you have to wait till you hit that third chapter and then you can swing with it. And then it's got to deal 10 damage. The having to wait to turn that side of the make graveyards are tough. Damage. Like that's that's it's, tough, but Black I think Chandra's ignition makes it the biggest possible. But like, is there anything else? Wait, how does ignition? I feel like, this like you have to cool. pump it, right? Ignition just does its power to everything. Yeah, but that's but then it deals damage to uh, every creature and every player. So but it has to deal a ton oh, of oh, 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 you to... ignition and then you attack. Yes. Uh, it's got to be no, no, you don't have to attack. to a specific player, right? For it to do anything. Yes. So yeah. So if it's if it already dealt ten with like ignition, then you win the yeah, game. Yeah. So you but ignition, you which rats the board. If you can hit three players and seven creatures, I guess only like three players and four creatures, it becomes a ten ten, and then you hit. But that's assuming the one. ignition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get in there. So yeah, that works. Or you could like you could ignition regrowth ignition and then you win the game. You take out every single opponent. What about just hatred? Hatreds gets it to ten power, one attack. The classic, the classic <laughs> hatred, hatred kill. Hatred works on a one, one commander. It's team. not combat damage though. I don't know ignition. I so, want. I, th I think Tover's right cool. that the non-combat damage is a lot easier. But like, if you resolve an ignition, you normally win anyway. <laughs> ignition is such a good card. But this is so cool. There probably is some cool. I way did not know this card yeah. existed. So double strike would help you here, or like uh, pinging, like enchantments that ping or something. Can you turn this into a pinger, like a thorn bite stat? There are ways. Yeah. Like, but is that the enchantment deals damage, or the sorry, the equipment deals damage, or is it the creature holding it? Uh, I think it's usually the the creature that's doing the damage. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, there's also oh. What about like there's gotta be something with like Agatha's Soul Calder, right? To give it like Triskillian's ability Ooh. or something, Walking Ballista's ability, and you can just Walking Oh my Ballista. god, Triskillian people. Oh, but then you'd have to lose a counter to gain a counter, lose a counter to gain a counter. Yeah. So, so you're adding more steps to the combo, <laughs> Triskelion combo. But when it deals damage, <laughs> it gets a counter. I don't know. If you have a soul cauldron yes. combo, you can combo anything. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love this card. I don't know. It's I'm slow, right? It, it's like a countdown. Everyone sees step one, step two, step yeah. three. So you got to worry. Yeah, but about... then even step three, you still have to have like two more cards or something. Like, you can't just like Chandra's Ignition and then win the but game. Nobody you knows. To, like, ignition nobody knows you're not something. holding Ignition in hand. <laughs> <laughs> nobody knows that. So they're all going to start murdering you for no reason. <laughs> Whatever, it's cool. I'm I'm willing to take that risk. I like it. It's, uh, it's almost playable. Maybe the front side, just as a normal card. Uh, Mirrodin besieged three man of blue enchantment. Uh, when the ETBs choose Mirin or uh, Phyrexian, uh, Mirin, whenever you cast an artifact spell, create a one one colorless mirror artifact creature token. Phyrexian, at the beginning of your end step, draw a card, then discard a card. Then if there are 15 or more artifact cards in your graveyard, target opponent loses the game. We've seen this played a lot. Normally, you put it on the mirror side <laughs> as a mirror token <laughs> generator. But this has to be one of the easiest build around means if you actually care to win with the other one, right? You just got to mill yourself, put yep. a bunch of artifacts in there, and then call it a day. And... Maybe someone hits you with the sword of body and mind to help you out. <laughs> yeah, and then you're like, all your lands can be artifact lands. So like, even you think like, it's helping you out, but it's not. I promise. <laughs> Literally, I'm running of body and mind does not help me out. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're all artifacts and self mill aggressively, like it's it shouldn't be that hard, really. And it's really it's nice. It's also that it, an end step kill. Yeah, yeah. triggers end step it's instead an end step of having kill. to wait. So no one sees it coming. 
Yep. Also, just, like ooh. traumatize yourself, put half of your library into the graveyard, and then okay, you're done. This might be the card to make encroaching microsynth work. I really hate encroaching microsynth because it doesn't do any of the cool things that microsynth lattice does. But the one thing that it does do that lattice doesn't do is it makes all the permanents in your graveyard non-land permanents and artifacts. So that would be a cool way to like get it if you weren't playing as many artifacts. Wait, are the all the cool things? Oh, I can't Karn lock people out of the game. Oh, I can't Vandal Blaster of his permanent. Yeah, oh, woe most, is me. Mostly. Yeah. Oh, no. Yes, no, that's mostly. Oh, My opponent's lands I'm sorry, those artifacts. are the cool things for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not letting me have fun. <laughs> Why can't have I lock you out of the game? We haven't seen this kill on Clash before, have we? I think this is because it's too easy, right? Like Wait, you play mirrors and vestige and an artifact deck, and you traumatize yeah. yourself, and they're like, "Okay, I move to end step. I win. You lose. Oh, wow! Somebody, I don't think we have. I think, I think it was. I think it was Phil. Uh, I think who was like able to like get the yard full, just needed a turn, but then everybody mm -hmm. saw that and pretty much just ended Phil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't play this fairly, I think. Like if you if you put it on the Phyrexian side, everybody's gonna be on alert. So if you get a little bit too close, you're gonna die. It would be cool but if you, you just could blink it. So you, yeah. you set it on Mirin and people think you're building a mirror <laughs> yeah. deck, and then you like turn around and blink it and get them. Like that would be <laughs> yeah, a very sweet. cool method. Because they're like, Don't worry, guys, it's it's Mirin, it's fine. I'm I'm a mirror deck, it's fine. <laughs> They'll be like, No, I'm a combo deck, I'm dead. <laughs> mm. I run it in like all my artifact decks, but I, I've never chosen Phyrexian, I don't think. I think maybe one time I was like, I needed to hit a land drop, so I put it on Phyrexian, but I've never won with Phyrexian, that's I've, for sure. I play it so wrong because I always put it on Phyrexian, not trying to win just because I want to, I just, I want to draw a card. I just want to loop, but no, <laughs> that, that looks very scary, yeah. <laughs> it's not bad. Three man enchantment loot every turn. <laughs> yeah, except bad. people like, right. kill you. It's kind of the Strixhaven Stadium problem because people think about the oh they're gonna kill me with it. No, that's the that's the issue. I think <laughs> you're one traumatized away from winning the game. So we gotta <laughs> you gotta be careful. All right, last card: Triska Decaphobia. Four mana enchantment. It's black. At the beginning of your upkeep, choose one. Each player with exactly thirteen life loses the game. Then each player gains one life. Each player with exactly 13 life loses the game. Then each player loses one life. Classic. I mean, this is I weird mean, templating. Basically, you can just make everyone gain or lose a life. And then if someone's at 13, they die. Got them. Or it's the other way around, right? If it's someone's exactly if 13, at 13, they, they die. And then you can increment or decrement everyone. Yeah. Just, just don't forget that this also counts you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is also true. Yeah, you're not Have left you, uh, out. Done a boo boo with Trisk. <laughs> Grim? No, so, like, no, I've got, I've, I've definitely gotten close to it, but it was in one v one, and I had to fight to somehow lose more life <laughs> on my turns. I mean, the this card's kind of classic. Yeah, the uh, easy ways. You know what, the, the tree, right? Kramer, what's the what's the combo yeah. for it? Uh, tree of Perdition, four mana, uh, black plants. It says Defender. It's zero and 13. So zero and 13. Um, and you can tap it to exchange target opponent's life total with Tree of Perdition's toughness, which naturally is 13. Well, if you do that, and then you go to the trigger on 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 your upkeep, your opponent's at 13 and they lose again. So that's the classic one-two punch yep. on this. And it's have nice. you have you ever won with I, you play this a lot, Seth? Right? Uh, I've played it a lot in sixty card formats. I don't know if I've ever actually done it in Commander though. Although it would work the same. It's nice that Triskaidekaphobia puts a trigger on the stack no matter what, so you don't have to activate the tree until the upkeep. You put the trigger on the stack, then your tree, and you just get someone right away without any chance for them to really interact unless they have something at instant speed. So it actually is like a pretty easy two card combo to pull off. Doing it without tree is i don't even know you're just trying to piece it together like little bits of life loss and like trying to control it and it's very difficult to actually do it without the tree combo but with the tree combo was a pretty easy one you definitely need tree Richard but it. also it's very very obvious what you're doing right <laughs> so yes <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Point, you know, this one gets hurt by by fetch lands like everyone has a natural yeah. yep. defense against it by just holding fetches and they waste your whole turn, basically, right? Like, yes, if they fetch below or whatever, then you make them gain life back up. But then that's another turn you need to wait to, to go around. And they can play another fetch land. They can, you know, you've already used your tree or whatever, like, et cetera, et cetera. So mm -hmm. fetch lands, like, if this was in Pioneer, 
pioneer commander. We'd be <laughs> we'd be at it. Uh, I, I get what can I have, you manipulate your life in any other way at instant speed. Yes, oh, right. Yeah. What, well, what's, so what are easy common ways to do it at instant speed? It's very difficult. Well, it's not too difficult to manipulate your own life, but like I have it in Selenia in my Selenia life shenanigans deck. And the idea is that I get my life total down to 13, which is very easy. And then I do something like repaying kind where everybody's life total goes down to 13. And then I just gain life or lose one more life before the upkeep trigger resolves. I think and then that's oh, right. I just, but Helmer, just what like if somebody has a pain land? Afterwards. Yeah, that's but, oh, yeah, pain I mean, land. Oh, yeah. land. It's funny. Does this too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the mana whatever. base is kind of <laughs> killer. The horizon lands, the pain lands, the fetch lands. So a lot of lands can actually change a life total instant speed. Yeah, that's, city of brass. Yeah, city of brass. <laughs> okay, so maybe maybe the Richard Strat is correct. So first you Armageddon them. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, so yeah. Over <laughs> pain lands, over fetch lands. <laughs> and yeah. then you hit them with the Triskaidekaphile <laughs> life shenanigans. You, 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 everyone's at 40 <laughs> life. You hard stacks them. And then like 26 <laughs> turns later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it keeps ticking down. Keeps ticking it keeps down. Ticking down. It's, Perfect. It's, it's, it's burn. It's yep. a burn deck. It's fine. You got yep. it. Yep. I, I I do wish this was like less comboy, like thirteen because it's Trisk. But in in one v one, that's just seven less life. In commander, like they're almost dead by the time you get them to this. So I yeah. I wish it was easier to hit in commander. So you didn't have to do like the tree combos and things like that. But you could just like smack them a few times and, and get them in Trisk range. Uh, but flavor purposes, we got to keep the 13 there. So great. Yeah. So those are all the uh, target player or target opponent loses the game. We we kept out the ones where you lose the game because uh, there, you know, there's, there's different strategies where you lose the game and you donate uh, the card or you uh, hive mind to copy the card or whatever to, to your opponents. Uh, but that's another way to get someone to lose the game. Uh, let us know in the comments, if there's any combos that we're missing, maybe there's some easier ways to pull some of these cards off. Uh, if there's any other target opponent loses the game, uh, Source the Plowshares is missing here. Uh, I heard if you hit someone, if they jewel Lotus out their commander on turn yeah. one with the Source the Plowshares, they just auto lose on the spot. Uh, <laughs> that's another way to get it done. I don't know if it's there's true. any other creative ways you can just make an opponent lose the game like that. So let us know in the comments and we'll see you all back here next week. See ya.